This is CliffCentral.com. Ah, yes. CliffCentral.com on a Tuesday at 11 a.m., which means that it must be time. With your selfie stick. Yeah, know this. You got a selfie stick. You know, I used to think selfie stick was colloquialism for a vibrator. Okay. And you know what? That would have been a good name for a vibrator. Because it's about yourself. It's about you. And then it comes in a stick-like form. Hmm. No, I'm seeing what you mean here. Stick for self. Stick for self. 0861-555-189. If you would like to get in touch with us, uh, as always, we love to hear from you. Or you can send your messages straight through to our WeChat official account, Cliff Central, or just tweet us. Uh, it's good to be back. It's another week and uh, another week of all sorts of uh, points of order to get through, on yeah. honorable member. Indeed. Indeed, <laughs> honorable. Did, did you watch that whole mess, that, that whole state of the nation situation? Um, I could not get myself to. And I was driving. Mm. I'm trying to remember, where was I? I was, I think I was flying to Durban or I was in Durban gigging. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. I've given up basically uh, until they say no, but uh, it's, he's going to deliver a speech whereby he's saying a uh, goodbye and bidding us adieu. No. I'm not watching. <laughs> okay. No, that was definitely not going to happen. That was never going to be on the agenda, but yeah. you know, this is, this is the life we live in democracy and all of that. Um, okay. So listen, um, I don't, the other day I was chilling by myself. And minding my own business. Which is unusual. Well, yes. and then my phone rings. Ne? Mm. And then I answer the phone. And then it turns out it's one, of, it's one of those pocket dialing or butt dialing situations. But then I decided to listen in a bit because there was clearly a conversation happening in that background. There was a woman and what sounded like a child. And I was thinking to myself, am I the only person who listens in on conversations when the other person is not aware that they've pocket dialed you? Because I do that sometimes. Yeah. You, you stop and listen because you might catch someone doing things <laughs> or saying something about you. And Be- you have blackmail material. <laughs> because it reminded me of an incident involving my now ex-boyfriend. Yeah. The one Saturday night, I was sleeping. Ne? And then my phone rings. So I get up, I answer the phone. Hello. I don't hear him, but I hear music in the background. And then I hear his voice and he's talking to a whole bunch of people. But he obviously pocket dialed me. Mm. And then eventually he says, Hello. And then I'm like, yeah, why, why are you calling me? It was very late, very late at night. And then the phone just cuts, hangs up. And then the following morning, I get a message from this guy and he's like, yeah, so last night I was at the strip club and, and, and I'm like, oh, Shane, so you, you pocket dialed me from the strip club. And then when you realized that you had pocket dialed me, you just cut the call off because you were afraid of what I was going to do. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, it's yeah. you, like, Pocket dialing situations can be fun though. This you, guy's so easy though. Just, He's confessing. <laughs> you didn't even know where I he was. Even I did not, and I didn't even need to, you know, tighten the screws or put pressure on him or <laughs> anything like that. He just messaged me, "Are right, baby?" So that I was at the strip club last night, and I was thinking, you know, it was so much fun. And maybe you and I should go together. Da, 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 da. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what I hate though, right? <laughs> I hate people who, when I've done that, are eating my airtime. Because for me, I feel like I don't know I'm calling you. 
can we just not be killing my airtime because oh. you can see I did not mean to call you. Yeah. So generally I'll hang up, but no, if it sounds like there's heavy breathing, uh, then you hesitate a little bit. You're going to linger around a little bit for a while. <laughs> but why can't people just look at their phones? I mean, these are model phones that can this lock is, themselves. This is the thing though, is why I've, evidently there aren't people locking their phones because this woman, uh, it, it was very clear to me that her phone was in her handbag, but she's there with her child and she's having a conversation with her child and I was like, ah, this was a boring one. So I just cut the call. <laughs> but when they're juicy, then I hang in there for a little bit longer. <laughs> wow. Cease my bad. You're a voyeur. Am I? Yes. You're a voyeur. Okay. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. But it's interesting because I wonder if he had been up to dodginess that you picked up, like if he'd been with another woman, would he have left you? You know what I mean? Because it's like the, there's a fine line. It's like if your man leaves their Facebook page open. He left it open. He could have logged out. He didn't log out. And it's there in front of you. And you see the profile picture of whoever he's chatting to. And it's a chick in a bikini. Mm. I mean, are you going to just close the Facebook page and move on with life? Or are you going to further investigate why <laughs> when he is fully dressed, he's talking to a half-dressed person <laughs> on Facebook? I mean, I you know what? I am not a fan of further investigations because further investigations might very well play into your insecurities as yeah. the partner, which is why you end up with people hacking into each other's phones or laptops or emails. So this thing is a thing of lovers hacking into lovers' things. Look, I know that traditionally us as women, we like to, you know, when we come across your man's phone, you pick yeah. it up and you're thinking, okay, let me see how far I can get into trying to catch him while he's doing something. <laughs> but I believe that the more tech-savvy people become, the more they are able to hack into people's certain things, I, 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 I believe. I imagine that people find ways to have access into your inbox where you're not aware of it. Sure. They find ways to break into your iCloud. These things oh, yes, happen, right? Because they did that. Yeah, they some these, celebrities these, and they found their naked pics. Yes. Okay, I can take it when it's someone from outside. What happens when it's your lover? Like, I, for me, I mean, I mean he, you deny, know, when you deny, say that, deny. I'm going... <laughs> Isn't that the standard response? But deny, now deny, deny, deny is the reason you're in trouble because you were nying. And <laughs> so, so you deny, yes, that is deny. <laughs> so, so then how, how do, do you, you... What do you do? I mean, okay, let's say they've done that, right? And they found something. Are you still... Something incriminating. Yeah. Something that clearly puts you in the wrong. Yeah. But in order for me to confront you, I have to then admit... That I've, cause for me, if you come to me now, my ballet, and you're like, yeah, but to me, you went and slept with Gareth. Mm. And I'm like, but how, how do, do you, you know? know? And then I must, I must admit to the fact that, well, I hacked into your A, B, C, or D. Mm. Either way, I did something untoward to get this information. I was, I was following you. I was following what you are doing. So I was investigating. So who's you, actually in the wrong here? So who's actually in the wrong? Is that not a violation? To hack Essentially. into... Well, it, You've hacked. You're using the word hacked. Well, this is the thing. You've, like, shouldn't... Uh, okay, if someone else had done it, you could have them arrested, right? Sure. It's, you've, they've broken the law. Yeah, and any, any attorney or advocate will stand in a court of law and tell you, but this person used these certain means to get yeah. to that information. And then and it's inadmissible in court. So therefore, it should be inadmissible in my relationship okay. if you hack. Mm. If you had to hack... To find out I did anything. That means I successfully protected you from what I was doing. Successfully. Uh. And then you decided you want to go and break the matrix. 
We were cool. You decided to be Neo. And you took the Neo. red pill. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now you can't deal with the reality and of the situation. And there was the blue pill that was going to give you false and, paradise. Uh, you know, ignorance is bliss. So then you can't bring that trial. So Doesn't then, that trial then get thrown out of relationship court? So then what you <laughs> what you're saying then is that you, as a person who was hacked, should turn it around on your partner who hacked you and you say, but now you were doing something wrong. Yeah. So actually, this is your fault. No, because I'm going to say, give me evidence outside of your hacking. If you can't give me evidence outside of your hacking, I refuse then. I refuse trauma. But you see, I also have a problem with people hacking to begin with. Yes. If, if you're going around investigating and following your person, isn't that exhausting work? Yeah, but then... And every day you sit there and you like, you know what you're doing behind their back. Mm. But you smile and you kiss them <laughs> and you hug them and you pretend like everything is okay. Meaningwhile, when he's not around, you're busy like CSIing things there. You Horatio Kane all of a sudden. But he shouldn't be giving so, you reasons to Horatio Kane him in the first place. No, but... Oh, come on now. The, I, realistically speaking, are we not all doing things behind each other's backs? All of us. Okay, I'm going to put a disclaimer as a married woman before I answer this question that I'm just speaking uh, hypothetically. I just no, it, <laughs> to me it just sounds exhausting that you are going around following somebody hacking into their private accounts or whatever, and then when you find the information, now you find it, and then what? Mm. Then what? I suppose you found what you were looking for. Because I, w- I think I would have to actually ask you if you've hacked into my stuff, what were you looking for? I know what you found. Is that what you were looking for? Or did you find something else but what you're looking for you still haven't found? But if you're investigating to begin with, is it not because you're already suspicious of certain behaviors? Or you're insecure, bruh. You could just be or psycho. You're insecure. You could literally be a psycho bitch or psycho bae. And so you must turn it around on them and call them a psycho and then we'll see how that conversation goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It'll be hard for me to stand trial. If you broke in to find out. No, my friend. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't, it doesn't stand. Aye, I also friend. don't agree with that. Um, okay, listen, there was a story that I came across this morning about this child. Mm. Um, he's barely five years old. Mm. And there's a picture of him and he's got bruises on the side of his face and also bruises on his shoulder. Sure. And the alleged story is that this child was beaten by his teacher in the classroom because he failed to ask permission to go to the bathroom. So he soiled himself. And this teacher beat this child so much that he's now got bruises all over himself. And I was just thinking to myself, what, what, what is happening here? What is happening in, what is happening in schools? You know, every time you send your child out there and you, you pray to God that, okay, well, I'm sending my child out into a safe environment. These people are qualified at their jobs. Mm. You know, they obviously need to adhere to certain things. Mm. And then your child comes home all bruised and you, you ask what happened. And he's like, well, you know, Mrs. Fantoner did this to me. Mm. What? This what? is when I grab my baseball bat and I make my way to school. I, I grab my baseball bat and I make my way to school and I find Mrs. Fantoner but and you, we handle this thing. But you see, the problem is if you take your baseball bat to Mrs. Fantoner, you are also going to get into trouble. Yeah, but you've assaulted my child. Eh? Mm. So I will deal with what I've done to you, but it's uh, motivated. Isn't it's, it, it's, it, it? This is the thing. Isn't it annoying, though, that somebody can do that, lay lay their hand on your child, mm. and then your only recourse of dealing with it is through legal channels. Otherwise, mm. you will also get into trouble. Like, you can't go back to that person and be like, oh, so you can hit a child. Mm. Why don't you try and hit me then? Mm. You know what my issue is? That the fact, the fact that the child must arrive at school with bruise, at home with bruises, where's the principal? Where are the other teachers? Mm. Why? Am I finding out from my child that this has happened? For me, the silence of the principal tells me that the school is okay with this. 
then I'm suing and I'm becoming a rich woman overnight mm. because I will need to understand how you are letting your employees do this. I'm saying this because, I mean, I, I, I own a school with, with, with my in-laws, right? Oh. We have three campuses. Where? And in Pretoria, Weinberg and downtown Joburg. Damn, I know. Listen, me, I'm not here to play me. No way. <laughs> and and ever since then, I truly appreciate the role of a school in a child's life. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. We, when children come to school, they you're entrusting them with these teachers, right? And their responsibility to you, because you're paying for it. It's not like they're volunteering, and you know what I mean. You're asking for a service. I've paid you for a service. And that is the service that they and offer. And that's the service you offer. Now you, you beat up my child. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not part of our agreement. But then what about the argument that there are so many, um, because I've heard this argument before, that there are so many pressures that are put on the schools by parents. Yes. That sometimes parents are a little bit, um, not to justify a teacher beating up this mm. child, because that's completely wrong. But if we look at the broader picture of, um, the kinds of in situations that teachers find themselves dealing with. And they're saying there's so much pressure put on teachers and on schools mm. that the, that parents have all these expectations of them. Mm. And is it, is it fair? Is it fair for, for, for parents to put all this expectation on teachers and schools and to say, no, but you must deal with this child that yeah. I made yeah. in certain yeah. ways. And then they, they'll become my problem when, <laughs> when they come back home. Because <laughs> <laughs> your child is spending most of their day at school. Yeah. But you are still their parent, bruh. Mm. Their base is still you. You and can't You're blame. the reason that they're there. You're the reason that they're there. If they're not doing well in school and you're surprised, then you have to be honest with yourself as a parent and say, am I even present in this child's life? This thing of people blaming education on, on schools and government and what are you doing? What are you doing to help yourself? I mean, I've met people who would tell me about how they had drunk teachers throughout their schooling, how they had teachers who were just too busy hitting on their colleagues to even teach them. Yes. And they passed with exemption, with distinctions, with whatever. And not because, oh, they're hyper intelligent, but because they went, I'm going to do this work. And their parents went out and bought them extra material to study with, or their parents would hook them up with Mang Mang, who knows meds, or who's a professor in this. You know what I mean? For me, it's about, are you in interested in your child's education at all because a school is not a babysitter that's the thing don't treat school like it's your babysitter but don't most don't most parents treat schools exactly like but that's that, exactly where you lose it my body no but i can now now i'm a working woman yeah. let's say i'm a single mother i yeah. have to go out and provide for this child so yeah. then wh- wh- like but this is not crash it's school mm-hmm. you're actually building a person yes. at school yeah you need to know what your child is learning at school so that you can correct it if your child is saying certain things you know they picked them up at school mm. your job is to affirm reinforce or squash Whatever they are learning out there. So you can't go and make it the responsibility of the school. The school is not there now. Because remember, most people can't even afford private school. Private school, that's 10 kids. Now you're paying a premium. Mm. Now you're paying a premium. And now this teacher must make sure they're on top of everything your child is doing, right? Mm. But we're talking government schools where there's at least 40 children in the classroom. Which is a lot of pressure. Which on is the a teacher. lot of pressure on the teacher. You must also be present. People call parents meeting. 20% of the parents arrive, uh, attend this thing. Next thing you're surprised that your child is failing, but they wanted that meeting to tell you that your child is busy, busy chowing now.
laptop instead of studying and then you're surprised. But then if you then bring up the argument of, but I am paying school fees for this child, you must then do everything. You are paying for teaching. I'm not going to teach your child. Hey, close your legs. Don't get yourself pregnant. Hey, don't go and jump on every girl. Hey, you know what I mean? Like uh, you teach children manners and principles, you know, because I've seen parents who parent with money. And that's why for me, sometimes I'm even conflicted that in my career, I travel a lot. I'm away a lot. Right. Yeah. And when I'm home, I need to make it count because I've met painful adults who you can tell they were parented with money. This child wasn't breastfed. This child wasn't hugged. This child was just given things. And then they grow up and they're an ugly human being because their parents did not feed the soul of this child. They did not nurture this child. For me, if you're going to be away, at least have a great domestic. Please have a great nanny. Please have a nanny who you're like, yeah, I could leave this child with this woman for five years and come back and find a, a, a potential president of the country. For me, that's what you do. Even if it means you pay extra to have this person take a psychometric test before you leave them with your child. Because I feel like, you know how we can invest in things like you will buy that expensive pair of shoes because you're like, this thing, this thing is comfortable. As opposed to buying the hundred rand one at the China shop. You're saying, I'm going to buy this expensive pair because you're investing in yourself. Invest in your children, man. Invest even if it means you're gonna you're gonna drive a Japanese car instead of a German car. <laughs> you which as long really, as you know which is really not important at all. The at car all, that you're driving at, at in all, that kind of situation. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Then you, you invest you invest in your children, which is what I've done. I'm like, I'm gonna invest in my babies. Because one day when I've slowed down and we're chilling and they try to say, Ha, ah, when a mama, when you were small, you know we never saw you. I'm like, Yeah, now you're seeing me, we're able to drink tequila together. And look at you driving your convertible because now you're a high flying CEO of what what because and you I have to afforded you that, that shit. Because yeah. my son, you know, my son does that to me sometimes. What He's like, Mom, why don't you go to school so much? Why you? I mean, why are you always going to work? Always going to work? Always going to work? And I said, so that you can have another PS4 or a PS5 <laughs> when it comes out, so that you can have a nice life. So that every time you say to me, I want a Lionel Messi cake, mommy, and I want my party at this place, I can take you there and you can have it because I work, work, work. But I thought all parents. We're in agreement about how hard this parenting thing is, isn't it? It's hard being a parent, is what I keep hearing. It's it's as hard as you want to make it. Me, I've learned. You know what? No, oh, it's as hard as it is because it is difficult to me. It's not difficult as such. It's it's like marriage. It's like people who say being married is difficult. But difficult it is. is about effort. Don't call it difficult. Say it takes an effort. You know, dealing with any other human being permanently mm. is difficult, mm. if you mm. want to call it difficult. So, yes, it's difficult in that sense. But you know what makes it easy, my friend? When you stop judging yourself. I can't wait for you to have babies so you can understand what I'm saying. I love the Ashanti people. You know, <laughs> they believe that your children choose you. You don't choose your children. Yeah. So I always remind myself, my kids must have picked me for a reason. For a reason. I will not mess them up. And if they, if I do mess them up, I've made sure I make enough to afford therapy. I'll take them to therapy. But part of the problem of uh, people finding it so difficult to forgive themselves is because you've got your mother, your grandmother, your mother-in-law, and all your girlfriends telling you about what you're doing wrong, raising yes. your child. Yes. That's, that's where that guilt comes yes. from. And that's why you smile and nod and let them say whatever they want, and then you turn around and you just trust yourself and you do your best. Now for me, with everything I do, not even just parenting, with everything I do, if I can look myself in the eye and say, I did my best, <laughs> I will not apologize because that was my best. You understand? Mm. This is hard, parenting. That's why I'm on drugs. No, you're on drugs because you wanted to be on drugs. Don't come and blame it on parenting. 
You know, people, we like to blame outside things too much, eh? This is true, though. This, it's always somebody else's fault, which is why in this case of the schools, it's, no, but it's the school's yeah, fault. It's the or school's it's, fault. it's the teacher's fault, or it's the principal's fault, or it's the education department's fault. It's never a, a question yeah. of, well, what can I do as the parent of this child, as mm. the one who brought this child into the situation? You, what can I do you, to then improve on the took environment? took your child there, knowing your child is a little shit. And then you took your child to that school knowing that, oh, I can take them to a more expensive one. But if I take him to this more expensive one, then I can't afford this nice life of mine. Let me rather continue with my nice life and take my child to the cheaper school. And then you don't want to deal with the fact that you've given up the premium. You understand what I'm saying? Like I've sent my my firstborn is not in a private school. My younger kids uh, pay like four times what my son pays. For school, he's in a government school, but it's an excellent government school. You see, uh, this is this is a question that I want to ask because I I never went to a private school. I was in a government school mm. my entire schooling, mm. and I you see I see a lot of parents, and you know I'm talking about people who are now my age who have yeah. children who are very stressed about the fact that they cannot afford to send their children to private school because they're and too I, lazy to do homework. And I look around and I think to myself, but guys, are our are, are the same government schools that we went to mm. as peers? Are they now? That bad is that what you're telling me? That they the very are. same schools that we went to yes. as kids are they now that bad that you cannot consider them as an option for your child? A lot of them have deteriorated. It's a fact. Really? Yeah. But I'll tell you what it is as well. Again, you're letting your child be an afterthought. I'm very passionate about this because I have kids, and like I said, because now I, I you know, I'm part of the system now. And my thing is, you need to prioritize. You can't decide five minutes before January that you're sending your child to a school. Now you're gonna be stuck with whatever school you can get, as opposed to sitting and doing your homework. Do you know how many schools my husband and I had to read up on, read up on the history of schools, um, look up how the schools are doing, look at their results before deciding where you're sending your child. There are government schools that achieve a 100% pass rate. There are schools that have no money. Like I used to, things before I went into stand-up, ne? I used to do school uh, shows in schools, in underprivileged schools, in poor schools. And I'm telling you, Mabale, you would get to schools where the teachers themselves have built like a, you know, a, a sick a sick room, but like it feels like you're in a fancy private hospital where they've cared to take care of the linen and whatever, and they have a feeding scheme where they've gone to the local pick and pay or whatever, and they've asked for you know, like, okay, when the, when the bread is reaching, reaching expiry date, not when it's rotten but you know when you know it's gonna to have to come off the shelves yeah. they take that food and that's the food they're giving the kids as opposed to just throwing money at someone to bring the kids food that's not even nutritious you know what i mean and these schools will also be going we are aware we have to five kids who are hiv positive we also support them and we've asked that you know the clinic lets us know which ones we need to make sure are still taking the arvs wara wara. and then now imagine that school that's still a government school that's getting results that's clothing kids because they were smart enough to go to Pep and say, hey, hook us up. They've got a knitting uh, society of ladies who also knit these kids' jerseys over winter, the poorest of the poor. And it's still a government school. Mm. And these kids are successful. They also... They, 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 they nurtured because at home, they're probably in a child, in a child headed household. So the point I'm making is this. It's not about whether your child is in a private school or a public school. If your child is in a private school, but you don't know if they do their homework, you don't know who they are paying to do their homework for them because they're parenting them with money. You are, that child is as bad as the child who's going to a school where there are no textbooks. Because this child does not value what they're doing because you don't give a flying F. Mm. So they don't give a flying F. Why should they? You don't care. You know? So you can't, you, you can't shirk responsibility. You've had this thing. 
You've chosen to raise it. If you know you can't raise it, you get the right support. You get the perfect nanny. You get the perfect au pair. You send this child to your sister, your aunt, or your grandmother. You know what I mean? And then, when you are ready, get involved. You know what I mean? You know, you do sound passionate about this, and you raise a good point. You you mention uh, getting the perfect nanny or the, the perfect helper, and this is exactly the topic that I want us to get into next. Oh, it's 61 This is Sipping Tea with myself, Mabale Muloy, and Dumi Moraki. I want us to talk about... The kind of relationship that you do have with your helper at home is it purely <laughs> is it purely employer employee or do you do you do you consider them to be a part of your family because here's this person that you bring into your home mm. and essentially they are part time raising your child when mm. you are not there mm. is it just an employer or is are they really part of your home it depends on personality okay so let's get into that next this is cliffcentral.com choice Sometimes you have it, and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. AutoTrader New Car. The choice is yours. Sipping tea with myself, Mabale Muloy, and... Timmy Meraki. And today you brought us, um, not tea, but this coffee. It's ginger something, ginger yes, coffee. ginger coffee from Bali. And the reason that you did that is because you asked me last week if I wanted laua, lakula, what? <laughs> Laloak. Loak. Luak. The luak coffee. Because it's made from the poo of the luak. See, I, I'm not, I, there is no amount of convincing that will get me to drink coffee that is made from poo droppings of some... <laughs> Primate, and then and then what? And then they they pick. the the primate sucks the bitterness out of the beans. So then why don't so you then... get an extraction machine <laughs> to, to suck this bitterness out of the beans for you? Why must it go through the monkey's digestive tract and then into its colon and then out through the exit? Because uh, it's a cheaper machine. <laughs> you just feed it the beans you're going to make the coffee with. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I mentioned um, the issue of the relationship with your with your helper at yes. home, ne? Yes. And I don't I don't know if you remember, but there was an article, the, there was a blog that Kayadlanga wrote mm. where he said he lets his domestic worker use the shower at home mm. in the house, mm. and people were shocked and outraged and horrified on some. But how do you let her use your shower? And he's like. But why not? Why not? What's the problem here? What is the issue? And so it got me thinking about the kinds of relationships that people have with their helpers at home. Mm. How do, do you treat the helper as... Well, well, how do you treat the helper then? I remember when my sister and I were in varsity. Mm. Um, our, our then helper was a woman who had... She basically raised all three of us at home. Like mm. from day one until we were all working. Mm. That's how long she's been with us. Mm. There was a gap in between where she wasn't working for us anymore. But then my mom eventually said, oh, no, we'd love to have you back. Please come back in, in, in. Mm. This woman basically part-time raised us with mm. my mom because my mom was a working woman. Mm. And then also later on in her years, my mom decided that she wanted to go back to school. So then there was an issue of her going to work. And then after work, she would go to school. And, you know, and, and so this woman raised us. And I remember during the school holidays in varsity, the, the helper would come. My sister and I would get up early and we'd be like, okay, sure. Now we're going to do this thing together because of operation. Let's get drunk. Yes. So we would help the helper clean the house as quickly as possible <laughs> so that we could all go yeah. buy drinks and just sit at home and chill and get drunk with the helper. Yeah. Completely normal to yeah, me. Yeah. But you know, some people would be like, 
that's very inappropriate. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, and this, I think this is going to come out controversially, but I think it's because some black people, I'm, I can only speak for my people, have observe or treat their relationship with their helper based on what they've seen when the madam is white and the maid is black, where the maid can't use their toilet, can't use their amenities. You know what I mean? Like mm. she has her own cup and her own plate and she must cuck outside and pee outside and bath outside. You understand? Uh-huh. So I think we've taken that on with us. And that's why we treat our domestics that way. Because for me, I mean, I remember when, because uh, we have to, we have the nanny, the living nanny, and we have the lady who cleans the house. And I remember when there was no water, they'd cut off water in Berea, because she's from Berea. And I, I was like, ah, well, make sure you bring your bath stuff so you can bath, bath here. Yeah. What's you know the, what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. you obviously weren't able to bath at home. And it makes sense because, you know, we are people of the soil. When When you give someone a job, you are helping them. It's, 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 it's a community thing. It's like, I'm hooking you up. Cause sometimes you find that it's even your cousin who's your do- do- domestic mm. related to you, even if he's twice or thrice removed, but they're still family. So I treat them like they are family, but also there are those domestics you can't do that with. Mm. There are people who familiarity breeds contempt. Now they think we're friends and they, you've given them the hand. They want to take the whole arm. And I think they can start telling you how you should be. Yeah. So, things. so you can see you, sometimes you can get a sense or, oh, we're gonna have problems. Mm. For example, there'll be that one who knows you've given her your clothes. Maybe you gave her this shirt because it was ruined. Now she's burning your blouses on purpose because she knows she's gonna score them. You know what I mean? Mm. And so it's you, it's always a fine line. It's a fine I'm, line, I'm guessing, man. Yeah. It's a fine line, but it's about what it is. Because for me, with our live-in nanny, for example, I felt like this is becoming this is a family member. So when we do shopping and there's a shopping list, she has to say this is what she wants as well. It's mm. not just about this, what's missing in the house. If she feels like Inkomas, Inkomas must go on the list. If she feels like Achait must go on the list. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, because she lives in there. I, 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 and, you know, she's. It, it's not just a case of every month you're doing an EFT or you're giving her cash or whatever. It's not just an employee-employee yeah, situation. Yeah. These are people that you are trusting with your family yes. to run the ship when you can't be there. And remember, this is the She's person, the one that's going to be in control of that ship when you are not there. This is the person who's making sure your stuff isn't stolen out of your house while you're away. If we're talking just about a domestic who cleans your house. Because remember, the person who cleans your house is seeing everything about you. They are seeing those stains you left in your bed. They are seeing <laughs> what kind of underwear of yours they're having to clean. They yeah, are yeah. knowing your, your security and how it works yeah. and how long it takes ADT to get to your house. Yeah. So... If you can't trust them and let them into that degree, you know what I mean? So either it's purely professional or if, if they're family, they're family. But also this thing is, tr- is, is earned. You know, the way you have friends, they don't just become your friends and oh, you're my follow, follow, bra- and then you're telling them secrets about your life. Yeah. People earn that. So for me, once you've earned my trust, then I'm going to let you in. But I know when, when for me, new domestics, it, it, it takes me a while to warm up to them because I'm reading you. I need to see, because you know, their first three months don't count, eh? Because that's when they're still trying to impress you. I'm so waiting they, so, for when they're comfortable. So their work ethic is like maybe a nine mm. on, in those first three mm. months. And I, then after they, they stop, mm. after they're comfortable, mm. it drops back to like and a And I've seven. never been wrong. We once hired a nanny. <laughs> I've never been wrong. We once hired a nanny who came from Lesotho. This chick, I liked her because I knew she was rural. She wasn't, she was, she didn't wear a bra. <laughs> you know, those rural ones who don't even wear a bra. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> ne? Dressed in neutral colors. If it was bright, it was bright. 
from there she was neutral. Now some no bra. Have, now some women might have a problem with the fact that she's walking around without a bra. Yeah. And they're like, but now you're tempting my husband. No. But that's an entirely different... My husband is not tempted because he's going, but why are your things just hanging around? This makes no sense. So as soon as she started wearing a bra, people laughed at me when I said, guys, she's wearing a bra. Why Jola? We are going to see problems because now, now she thinks she knows things. Started wearing patterns where you're wearing mascocho with flowers. You know, when when she becomes a fashion faux pas, then you know there's trouble. And Struz Bob, she changed. She became difficult. She became moody. She got drunk on the job. And then she had to be fired. And then she had to be let go. And of. I said, it, when, when she started wearing the bra, from that point, I was like, <laughs> let's get rid of her now before this thing goes further. People thought, do me your seal, do me your seal, it's just a bra. She just realized in the city you wear bras. I'm like, no, my friend. This girl is becoming too clever for the lights. Oh, since we bodies. Wapona. Um, listen, I tweeted this before we started the show and I want us to get into it about um, bodily functions and yes. when it comes to your man or your woman and how <laughs> comfortable or uncomfortable you feel about the fact that, you know, you are farting or burping or doing whatever else is really embarrassing to us as human beings in front of each other. Yeah, my husband will have to forgive me for sharing this, but he also, I, he's also asked me, he's like, dude, we've been together for 15 years and you still can't take a dump in front of me. It's like, because, I've, I've because, watched you have our mm, children get cut open, mm, but I can't see you take a poop. And you can't do I it in front of I can't, I get stage fright. I can't do that either. But he doesn't understand. It's undignified. It's, it's undignified. It's not just about him. I get stage fright. Even the kids, <laughs> when they follow me into the toilet, I'm like, yeah, but mommy needs to take a dump. <laughs> get out. Like, it's a very private moment. You're not taking a dump. It's like dropping a part of yourself. <laughs> there is... I don't need anyone around. There is nothing dignified about that entire There's process. There's nothing about it. It's, 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 it's gross. It's disgusting. It smells funky. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's it, the most imperfect you can be. And now people want us to like be so comfortable with each other that we can know, do that in front of each I, other. It took me 10 years to fight in front of my man confidently and not blame it on anyone else. He must give me another 10 years to poop in front of him. I, I don't know. It's, but is that you're just, a lady. Yeah. But where does that thing come from? Is, you are a lady. Yes. Therefore, you must behave a certain yes. way. Where does that thing come from? I'm one of those chicks who used to starve herself on dates because I, I wanted to look like I'm not greedy. It's, but, it's but, nature versus nurture, I guess. But now if we are, I mean, if we are now calling ourselves, you know, feminists and we're like, yeah, actually, like, screw this whole bullshit of men, this, women, that. Then don't we need to let go of that whole, of that little voice in the back of your head saying, oh, but... To me, you are a lady, therefore you should behave a certain way because more is expected of you as a woman, aye, as a lady. Aye, aye. And then you must just abandon that whole stage. Abandon it, ne? And Get just... in there and just push. And you know when you're constipated, like that's, that's even worse. Listen, if you admire me, I don't want you to know that I can drop what I drop. I just, I, yeah, no, I'd rather you don't know what I can do, eh? I, I, ooh, wee, you've traumatized me. I refuse. So you still I've not heard that girls will do it happen. I'm not ready. My, please, baby. It's no, not because you, I don't love you. You Just know what? Give me some I, time. No, I haven't done it in front of a, in front of a guy either. I'm still also that, that, that self-conscious. Yeah. To the point where when you go to the loo, and if it's like a small place, like if it's a, like a two-bedroom, mm, one-bedroom, mm, a small thing, mm. and you go in there and you know that he's in the next room and then you think to yourself, ah, but what if I'm loud? So then you open the tap. <laughs> 
Okay, you open the tap, or you put, or you put a whole lot of toilet paper in there so that when the poop is going in, it's not. It making, boom, boom. <laughs> right? Like you try all those things. That's why we're having a water shortage because of all these women leaving the tap running, so the men doesn't hear her taking a tap. <laughs> As funny. Listen, can we talk about Bitches Be Back? Because when is this show happening again? We must keep talking about this every week until the night of. Guys, Bitches Be Back on the 26th and 27th of February. And that name is causing me such a headache because now suddenly people are out fighting for women's rights on my time. It's funny you say that because, you know, you spoke about feminists and stuff. Mm. And so there's this guy who I'm assuming has time on his hands because, you know, when you're not taking drugs or being unemployed. <clears throat> you have time to go and attack people who basically, um, instead, you know, engage me on things, engage me and ask me properly, respect me. He goes and tags my husband as if now my husband, you know, when they like, get your woman in check to say, Oh, I admire you as Africans in the industry who are successful. Is this what we're aspiring to be? Bitches. Mm-hmm. And also oh, he has a problem with you using the word bitches, bitches. in the title. And he says, my brother is your wife a bitch. So, yeah, okay. So here's, here's problem number one is the assumption that he needs to go and fetch your husband who yes. then, who then must take your hand yes. like as if you're a little child, yes. must bring you to the forum and mm. to ask you questions. And then mm. if you give the incorrect answer, he must start smacking you like you're a child. Yeah, he must just, uh, smack a bitch, put her in her place. So he says to your husband, is your wife a bitch? Is your wife a bitch? To which then what happened? To which then my husband says, yeah, but you know, you don't need to dignify this with an answer. And I said, yeah, but I'm an academic as well. So if this person is trying to start an academic debate, let me get him started. Okay. So I thought because I have time on my hands, I'm waiting for my next thing. Let me answer. So I very honestly told this person why I did bitches. Because basically, please stop me if I'm wrong, but generally women who are called bitches are women who don't take shit. It's, it's The minute you are... You know, the minute you have men by the short and curlies, you're a bitch. Well, this is the thing is because, um, they, they want to be in control of us the entire time. Mm. And then when they discover that with some of us, you can't do that. It's a problem for them. So then, then they resort, then you become a bitch. You're mm. a problem now. You must, you're something that must be dealt with yes. in the proper manner. And have you seen the women on that lineup of bitches be back? These are strong women who I, don't. Thank you. Who don't and take the things they for, say yeah. are intelligent. They challenge you. They challenge whatever you may think or believe about women and their place and what we're allowed to say and what we're not allowed to say. So I explained this thing to this guy nicely because I'm thinking he's trying to engage in a nice conversation and understand what we're doing because I also have children. I'm not stupid. It's not like I'm not expecting my son to see that I'm on a thing that says bitches and says to me, but he thought bitches was a bad word. Mm. Then I can explain this to him. He may not get it now, but he will grow up questioning it. And if he brings it up again, I will explain it to him Mm. that you can't go around calling people this and we are doing this to challenge. Challenge it. You understand mm. that if they're calling you be a bitch, evaluate why you've been called a bitch and celebrate. Celebrate your strength and power that you must intimidate people so much they must freaking label you. So this guy comes with this patriarchal bullshit of trying to now police me and on top of that call my husband in because mm. oh now I must be answerable to my head. Mm. You understand? Mm. Mm. And I remind him that by the way, my husband is a proud feminist. This is true. My man has never, he does not see women as vulnerable. He admires women. You understand? And even 
even I just love the way he treats women. And I have always said when I you're a great campaigner, yeah, feminism, right? Mm. Then this guy goes on to talk about now how feminism is a white thing, it comes from white supremacy, oh, okay, and yeah, then he's going yeah, yeah. on and on. And that's when I said, you know, Confucius says never wrestle a pig, you both get dirty and no one knows the difference. Hori, did you, which oh, did the you pig. say that to him? No, I didn't say it to oh, him. Okay, you that's just... when I had to remind myself of that thing that this is me about to wrestle a pig. And then no one's going to be able to tell us apart to go to who's the pig and who's the person. But is it, is it so hard to, and I, I, I want to say, is it so hard to ask? But actually, why, why am I asking for permission? Because I don't need to. Is it so hard for people to understand that nobody, absolutely nobody has the right to tell a woman what she should or should not Thank think, you. say, Thank how you. she should behave, Thank how you. she should act, what she should call herself. No, you have no business stepping in and telling any woman any of that because she is not a child. In a country like this, well, it's funny you should say that. Do, do we not have a government that has put women in the same category as children and people with disabilities? <laughs> so being a woman is a combination of being a child of, yeah, yeah, yeah. and being disabled. That's what being a woman is in this country. Yeah, it's, That's why we are victims of the most heinous crimes you can imagine. You know? And then we go and we take such a powerful stance of saying, bitches be back, very in your face, gimmick, yes, but also sending a message because those are intelligent women on that, on that lineup. And then you want to police us. And the hypocrisy of such a guy who has a problem with you calling a show, bitches be back. Meanwhile, on a random Saturday afternoon when he was trying to hit up some girl and Thank she you. told him, get lost, he was like, Tech, yeah, bitch. yeah, you bitch. Cause for the, then it's okay for yeah. him to call you. Yeah, a bitch. you wanna you wanna get laid in jail for five minutes. Where's your Africanness then? Or when you're getting high, where's the Africanness then? <laughs> when you're a young man who needs to be building Africa and you know just being an example to the younger men who are coming behind you, and then you want to go and hide behind social media. Engage me properly. Have a real conversation with me. Don't pull that bullshit of posting things. And then you have these blacker than thou, more women than thou. My vagina is bigger than yours. Women who will then come and support a guy like this. I'm like, are you even checking his point of departure? And don't come and spew some some bullshit you're regurgitating from a book you read once. Speak to me from a personal perspective because I'm a woman and I know what it's like to be a woman in this country. And you don't actually get to tell me how to do things because you are not a woman. Yes. You don't have that experience. You don't understand that vulnerability. So actually just shut the fuck up and sit back in your corner. Thank you. Please stay in your goddamn lane. Check oh. yourself, bitch. Check your goddamn self. So, Gadi 26. Gadi 26, Lady 27. Come and enjoy this thing <laughs> of women who are sexually emancipated, intellectually emancipated, emotionally emancipated. Women who've taken on the stage of stand-up comedy. And we're not saying, oh, so as a female comic, where must I stand? We are comics. On any day, that entire lineup of women can take on any male comic in this country and bring the house down. Come and see how powerful the comedy industry has become with the rise of the powerful voice of the woman. God dang! Hallelujah. And you know what? Hug a man who bought tickets to Bitches Be Back. Yeah. Hug a man who didn't just say, baby, this is for you and your girlfriends. Hug that man who went, I want to hear what these people say because they are freaking funny. Stand-up comedy is not there to be, uh, to, 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 to fall in line. <laughs> comedy is there to turn shit on its head. Comedy is there to challenge you. Comedy is there to say the things that you normally will get arrested for or get lynched for saying. It is the safe space where we can confront the things that scare us the most, that challenge us the most, that we don't know how to address baby this is how we make it easy for you to take that bitter pill that is called life and don't let anyone anyone 
try and police that for you. When you come to our show, you, you, you pack the quorum. You leave the quorum <laughs> at the door with your freaking car. You don't bring the quorum into that room. I want you to be laughing black as you can. You will laugh like, yes, you must, you must just lose yourself. If you must wear an adult nappy in on that night because you're going to laugh so hard, bring it, man. If you must fall out of your chair, fall out of your chair. We are going to have a good time, Baba. This country has enough angst. You don't need people like that who think they know coming in. And that's what it upsets me because people go, oh, to me, they must have really gotten to you. No, I will tell you why. Because as a comedian, I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. Of I've met women who will come to me and say, you know, do you have to be that rough? I don't hear you asking a male comic. Why are you asking me? What am I saying that is so much worse than what that, what that person is saying? It's that but, expectation thing again. don't you have kids? Don't the other comics have kids? Mm. Doesn't mm. David Gao have a child? Doesn't Trevor Gumby have children? Mm. Don't come and ask me bullshit. <laughs> You don't know me. <laughs> I love it. Whew. So, um, who besides your your strong and we have an LM daughter, Baba. Ah, well, there you, you go. You know, will take really, you on. Like, come on. We, we have, have Noko. Who we're is, not messing around. We have Noko. Who's that voice? Someone called her a great. She's like a mashup of Mashabela and Skumba. Mm. Like, if you wanted to see a female version of those guys, that's her. Okay. You've got Celestin Tuli, who's a cannonball. Who is power? Who is? She's Hurricane Celeste. Like, she comes in and you're like, you. What just happened? And you've got Nina Hasty, who is unapologetic. <laughs> who is just a crazy chick who's, who's addicted to chocolate, that poor child. And by chocolate, I mean African men. We've got, <laughs> we've got, uh, Tenji Web Mosley, who owns the internet. She owns the web in terms of her comedy. She's that chick. She's that chick who does, uh, you know, she does those deadpan comedies of all oh, my single hashtag, someone, my single must the best hashtag, hey, hashtag. Hey. She's that chick who's like on the pulse of what's relevant, who's on the pulse of what people are talking about. That's who's on this lineup, my friend. Who am I forgetting? Dream Rake is there, but you know, this bitch be cray. Um, <laughs> So that's your lineup for bitches, man. And it's going to be a great effing time. We've got Tracy Lee Oliver, who has the most amazing voice you'll ever hear. And she goes and sings. She has the, the funniest lyrics. So she's going to be there serenading us. And she's sexy as hell, that girl. I would do her on any day. Oh, Like she's that hot. Yeah. So just come, man. No, it's we're going to be something for everyone. No, we are all going to be there. Uh, thank you very much for bringing us the entertainment. Because, you know, this is this is what the people demand. Mm. The 26th and the 27th of Feb. Of Feb. Carnival City. Carnival City. So we're gonna be in Brakpan. That's where we're gonna. I like how we we'll put it nice and go Carnival Brakpan. Yeah. So come brave and prepared. <laughs> East Rand, baby. And we will be back with you next week, Tuesday. We are back next week, no? We have to be had a choice because then. <laughs> <laughs> Because we want a post-mortem of all those liberated women who are going to listen to this podcast and the ones who are listening now Mm. and all those beautiful men Mm. who are going to realize that they must check themselves and then they've checked themselves and then they're going to message us and say thank you. And at some point, these men need to understand that we are going to grow tired of telling them to check themselves and the Mm. day that that happens is the day that they are screwed. Yes, We are not going to tell you for the rest of your lives where you are messing up and where you should check yourself. You're a grown-ass man. Mm -hmm. You should know this by now. Preach, sister! We are women who orgasm, bitch. Deal with that. <laughs> Boom. I'm sipping my tea. I'm going to play out with Dubimo Rake's request from last week. This is one of her um, good, what, favorite, favorite songs. So let me just try and surprise her here and see how she feels about this. And uh, yes, we'll be back with you next week, Tuesday on Sipping Tea. Mabale uh, Moloi and Dubimo Rake, you have yourself a good rest of your Tuesday. This is CliffCentral.com.